The Fake Show podcast is brought to you by our newest sponsor, Hash House Agogo. Also by the law firm of Hutchison and Stefan, Brew City Brand Apparel, The Food Connection LV.com, and by Mr. Antenna. It's The Fake Show with Jim Tofty. The hilarious and brilliant Sklar brothers, Randy and Jason, are stand-up comedians, actors, and filmmakers. In fact, they have a brand new, slightly controversial film to talk about, among other things. Got them on the line right now in Los Angeles. Hey guys, how are you? Hey, how's it going? Very good. Congratulations on the film. I've heard nothing but great things. Thank you. We're really proud of it, actually. I mean, I know it's like an insane subject, but the movie is gnarly. Well, what's crazy is when we were first approached to do it by our friend who directed the movie, Aaron Feldman, like two yeah. years ago, he's like, I want to do a documentary on the history of poop. <laughs> we're, like, we're like, no. No, thank right. you. I don't think right. that it's our brand. I don't know how we can do this movie. And he said, actually, just think about it over the weekend and tell me, come back and tell me the movie you'd want to make. And we did. We talked about it all weekend long. We're like, what if this is, no pun intended or pun intended, a, a really crappy movie? Right. It's super successful, and this is how we're known. You know, we had to look at everything, and we came back and we said, all right, here's a movie we can make. If we collected 50 of our, just as many of our really funny friends who are recognizable and cool and on it and of the moment, Holmes, Camille Nanjiani, Nikki Glaser, Rob Corddry, really great, smart people who we know will be funny. And then do a really honest movie, too. Say, like, why is this something that everybody does, and yet people have trouble talking about it? It's really a taboo subject. Can we get in there and break that down? And I feel like we did it, which is, which is just feels good. Well, it's one thing for Aaron Feldman to come to you guys and then for you to ponder it, but how did you... You actually had to pitch it to your friends then, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We did, and I think we leaned heavy on... Our relationships with them, some go two decades long, and I think we also, you know, leaned on our own comedic voice that we've developed for the last 25 years, and we said, look, we're not going to make a base movie. We're not going to make something that you're right. embarrassed to be in. We're going to make something that hopefully says something that is honest. As we I mean, that's where you have to say, like, okay, you know us. You know the work that we do. Yeah. We are not going to make something that we're not proud of because we're going to go out and be promoting this thing. So we would never promote it if we didn't love it. And I think everybody understood that, you know, through based on all the work that we've done, they're like, okay, he's going to make something funny and cool. And most people were more than happy to, to share and be really honest. It was yeah. great. And it seems like it's in your wheelhouse because you guys really, you tackle difficult subjects and you do it very well. People really should know that it's a thoughtful film with, you know, comedic undertones, so to speak. And yeah. it might sound weird, but is this the type of film that schools might use someday. I mean, I think it's the type of film that colleges or maybe high schools could use. There's right. definitely a few things, right, Jay? What yeah, I think there's a couple things that in the film that are a little, ed- that are definitely edgy. I mean, these are comedians. Um, right. And so some people push the limits there. But I think in general, what's cool about this film is that, you know, we didn't, we know we didn't set out to make the shape of water like we made the shape of water. <laughs> right. No, but I just we 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 what what I love about it is I love movies that are about a specific thing, but then they turn out to be about the entire human experience, and that's what this film became. We set out, we started talking about poop, and then we started to understand, you know, human attitudes towards taboo subjects and how do men and women relate to things differently and. 
And, you know, how does the way you relate to your bowel movements, how, what does that say about you as a person? <laughs> and we started to get into, like, cultural shifts, like, what happened to the bidet? Like, why Why is America, why did they shut down the bidet? Yeah. Like, one of the most brilliant things in the world, and, and, and yet we are first. Yeah, we're like, is this, is this like when the oil lobby, is the toilet lobby so strong that they're shutting down the bidet? It's like the electric car in the 1980s? What's happening? By the way, being the sports experts that you guys are, does George Brett get honorable mention in this? Oh, my God. That's, I wish we could have gotten to him. This story is classic yeah, it is classic i mean i'm i'm sure in promoting this movie we'll set up send a link of that and just reference it because it's like one of the most classic stories ever but, but, but again you know what he wasn't in the film but he was a little bit of an inspiration and a reason why we feel like this film you know it's not in all cities i don't think it's in las vegas i think it's uh right. available video on demand or um itunes or amazon but i do think this is the kind of movie that has the power to be passed around a lot in the same way that the George Brett story became part of like baseball lore, where he went to Vegas and had a whole story of where he ate a giant steak, and then he just tells about pooping his pants. Unreal. Why is that such... And I thought about that story a lot. I'm like, why is that such an interesting story? Well, George Brett is this sort of picture of a champion. He's a, he's a baseball legend. He's a Hall of Famer. But he's a human being, and he had a very vulnerable moment. And when he shares that story, suddenly he's like everyone you know. He becomes you if you've had that experience. And that's what this movie does. It's like insanely relatable where you're like, I'm like that guy or I had that experience. Every single attitude towards it is represented in this movie. So if you're someone who's like, I'm really private about it, or you're someone who like Jonah Ray, the host of Mystery Science Theater 3000, who says it's called number two for a reason. It's the second best thing you can do with your body. <laughs> that attitude is reflected in there. And I feel like, so if you're sitting watching it, you're saying to yourself, I'm, I'm represented in there and there is something for everybody. Uh, by the way, I have to get your, both you guys' uh, point of view on this particular thing. A couple of days ago, I was supposed to interview Lenny Dykstra, the former Mets and Phillies player, who's, as oh you, who, God. as you know, is a little bit cuckoo. He flaked out. He is sort of missing at the moment. He didn't do the interview or, or the interviews he was supposed to do that day. The angle on the interview that his guest booker was going for was that he he seems to be kind of obsessed with ex-pal Charlie Sheen to the point that he's going to do a docu-series on Sheen and expose these deep, dark secrets about him. First of all, is there anything we don't know about Sheen? And also, how sad is this? I mean, well, look, anything that Lenny Dykstra undertakes, you have to question. Remember when he's like, I'm going to do a magazine that's only going to be for rich people on private planes. We're like, that's not a great idea, man. I wouldn't put all my money in that. You know, right. so he's like, I'm going to do a documentary on Charlie Sheen. I, as an investor, I'd say I'm going to run in the opposite direction. I was actually a little bit nervous about interviewing because he is such a he's one of those guys who gives like a one word answer to everything you ask him. Right. He's got a lot to hide. He's got a lot to hide. Right. Well, the Sklar Brothers Poop Talk. It opens in select theaters. Video on demand, as you say. Love your podcasts. Everybody check those out. And are you coming to Vegas anytime soon as, as uh, doing stand-up? We need to. We absolutely need to. I know Brad Garrett has a cool room there. And, yeah. And uh, we, we have not performed in Vegas. I know there's a comedy festival there. Um, but we got to come and just do some shows. I think it would be really fun. I mean, we, we definitely enjoy it. The last time we were in Vegas was the first time in our lives that it clicked 
why Vegas is Vegas and why it's great. I mean, we, if you right. want to hear this story, if you have a second, we went with our, but we went and hosted in a hotel suite, our buddy, Adam McKay, who, you know, wrote Anchorman sure. and, yeah. and, you know, and Step Brothers and, and the big short. And I mean, he's incredible. Okay. Really funny and very sweet guy asked us to come and host his NBA fantasy draft. He and his guys get together. He's like, would you guys come and do this? And, and we were like, of course we will. So we come and host and run the draft. And after the draft, we go downstairs and gamble a little bit to, to gamble where we were. And it just, I mean, I'm not a big gambler, but we start playing Baccarat. We don't know what we're doing. Oh my God. And, and it is like, we don't know what we're doing Baccarat and we start winning. Okay, we start winning on background. First of all, we actually went down the craps table, and he was playing the don't pass line, which upset, pissed off everyone at the table. Like, why are you betting against the guy to get his number? It's so antithetical, but it's actually, <laughs> as an odds thing, it's actually pretty smart, but it's just not good karma for the table. So <clears throat> I lose a little bit of money there. Then we go play background, and we win back handful of money, but we don't know, understand any of the rules. We're asking the people, the dealers are so mad at us because we're asking everything like, what happens if this happens? What happens if this happens? And then McKay says, what happens if James Harden is standing right by your table? Does that affect the cards? And we look over and there's it was the summer league when they were playing all those games in Vegas. All right. Those games were playing. Right. So we start, so we start playing and we're making money. We decide to go over and play poker. We're playing poker. And all of a sudden we see Kevin Durant walks by. JaVale McGee comes over and wants a, a picture with us and him. So JaVale McGee is there. We take a picture. And they're all going to Hakkasan, which we've never been to. All right. We go up to, we said, let's see if we can get into Hakkasan as four guys. I'm like, we're never getting in. They bring us in. They take us into, they feel like, hey, you guys, come on in. They bring us into Hakkasan. Kevin Durant is dancing in the center. People are taking pictures. <laughs> it was, we come back, it was the craziest night. We come back out and we go back and play Baccarat again. And the same people are sitting at the table, like hours later. Adam McKay is winning tons of money. After he, by the way, he was like up of several thousand dollars on poker and said, I'm going all in on this. And then as he pushed his step forward, he's like, this is the worst decision I've ever made. And yeah. lost it all. <laughs> it was like, insane night. We, we're in Hakkasan until it closes. We come back out. We go back to the background table. Same people are there. He wins back his money. We go to sleep because we have to be up in an hour to catch a plane to go back to Los Angeles. We, as we go back to Los Angeles, we text his assistant and we're like, where is Adam? She's like, I have no idea where he is. We're like, please don't lose Adam McKay. He is too valuable to the comedy. <laughs> right. He goes down and finds him. He's, he is by himself at the crafts table betting. Against, he's the one rolling, betting against himself on the no pass line, betting on himself to lose. And he's making like tons of money. He's like, and she finally pulled him off the table. I'm like, this is what Vegas is all about. Now you've got the whole experience. The whole yeah. experience. It was yeah. wonderful. Well, and it's changed. I've lived here for 25 years. And now after all these yeah. years, we've got pro hockey and football on the way. So when you get here, awesome. we'll do a hockey game or whatever is happening at the time. It's, it's great to talk to you guys. I know that you've, you've got to fly. Uh, remember the new film Poop Talk. It's it's coming. It's out there. It's on video on demand in select theaters. The Sklar Brothers. Thank you so much, guys. 
thank you so much for having us on. Great. Good luck with it. Bye-bye. Or as they also call the film The Shape of Toilet Water. By the way, that George Brett video you can watch on YouTube, and it is tremendous. Besides their new film, the Sklar Brothers also have a new stand-up special on Netflix. Well, that does it for this edition of The Fake Show. Thanks, as always, for listening. I'm Jim Tofty, and I'll see you back here next time. Take The Fake Show on the road by listening on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. Thank you.